tools just to stay alive and make it up when the sun is ruined. That's the same way you showed me. Showed. You showed me love. What's up, lovers and friends? I'm your host, Troy Ryan, and this is Love Journey. My journey into healing, relearning, and defining love for myself. Welcome to the season finale of season one. Y'all, it's been a long journey. It is so wild because this time last year, this wasn't even an idea. And yet, when it came to me, it just made all the fucking sense in the world. You know, um, I knew I had some things with love that I needed to work on. I knew I liked talking. Like, all my teachers used to tell my mom I have the gift of gab. Like, she can tell you. <laughs> Every single fucking teacher I've ever had said I talk too much. And it's funny because while well, I do have the capacity to fucking run my mouth, um, I'm also really quiet and reserved at times. So you just got to catch me. But either way, gift of gab is totally real. Um, and I know I wanted to work on all of these things in more artistic ways. And, and ways to to kind of get myself out there. So it all just encompassed all those things. So here we are, you know. Um, the love and support has been so dope so far. You know, I'm sitting at 700 listens after one season. And I just feel like I'm on a really good track, you know. Today, I wanted to end the season with another solo episode. You know, it felt only right. And I wanted to show that I've healed, that I've learned, that I'm defining love. You know, literally why I do this. I need to prove it, you know. And and, and I won't say healed. I'll say healing. Because there's some things that I'm, some things I'm healed, some things I'm still struggling with, but I'm human. So, you know, that that's the point. That's the journey, right? Um, but first, I want to go ahead and share a few clips and moments from some of my favorite episodes from the season. Um, some that were either you know shared on instagram or you know socials or some that were unshared completely either due to editing or whatever the case so let's go ahead and get into it um first is a clip from episode one with my very best friend jessica check it out have you ever lost yourself in love um i can say i've lost myself um or lost the part of who i was maybe Mm -hmm. um uh, I'll say like I blame it on quarantine, but I mean it definitely was a part of me stopping modeling too. But just because I was in a relationship, and I think my focus uh, was turned into was turned onto my relationship and building that. So right. the energy from that went there. But then also, um, I found something new. I found something new of myself. I found a new me. So with like being coming a business woman and running majestic, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Like so, I don't really, I won't ever really say I lost myself, but I just found a new version of who I who I am. So then I guess that because I didn't think about that before, it's just a matter of the person per se. 
um, if it's the right person, then you find something in yourself. But if it's the wrong person, right. then you, you would lose yourself. Definitely fire advice in that one. Um, next is a clip from episode three from my brother, homie, Kendall. And it's something I've always struggled with, like, because I think whenever I'm dating someone or whenever I like someone, I immediately make them, like, my brain. The hopeless romantic in me just immediately is, oh, that's it, they're the one. Like, I've had so many the ones <laughs> that I'm like, okay, wait, how, like, how do you actually know? You know what I'm saying? So, um, I guess that's my first question for you is, when did you know? So... I knew the moment that she was first. So if something bad happened or if I needed help or advice, it wouldn't be, I need to call my mom. It would be, I need to call Gina. If something good happened or if I was super happy or excited about something, I didn't call my dad about it. I I called Gina. And the moment that happened, I knew that, there was no one else because I've never felt like that about anyone else. My mom or dad was always first, no matter yeah. who else was present. So it was like, like basically, I mean, just kind of the first person that you want to share everything with. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was just like that. She's the first person I want to know first. Yeah. Yeah. Like, obviously I still share with my fam- with my family and my friends but I don't pick up the phone and call my mom first. I don't pick up the yeah, phone. So and call the first thought is her. The first, her. Yeah, that's. Yeah, see, shit like that, you know, and I. <laughs> that's a good one. Um, that was a tough episode. I remember doing it, and yeah, the very first one I think that I was the most vulnerable with, um, and that was episode three. So. Yeah, it's been a vulnerable journey. <laughs> um, this next one is from a fellow Detroit artist, Mr. Paris Carey. Check it out. And it kind of actually leads into the second question on, like, how how do you deal with rejection? Um, and I just want to say real quick before you answer, just like, you know, like I said, it's like, I think accepting preference first. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, he yeah. might not prefer me. And there's nothing wrong with me. Absolutely I'm just not his, not, his I'm just not his condiment. <laughs> That's how I how I face it. I just accept it, and I know that um, preference is a thing. Just like you said, people have their preferences. They have, you know, an idea of what they would expect someone to be like, and then when they're met with that, it can be either um, completely different from what you expect, or it can be like intimidating. Like, okay, yeah. this is a little bit more than what I expected. I like it, but it's too much for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like. Like how people like chocolate ice cream, some people don't. It's just like, bro, like you have your preference. I guess I'm not that's your, true. I'm not your vanilla ice cream. That's I'm okay. I'm not your vanilla ice cream. <laughs> that's all right. That's cool. like, yeah. <laughs> like you just gotta, like it's just about understanding. People really do have their own preferences, and um, sometimes it could just be about building a fantasy around what people would expect you to be, and then having that realization, like this is not it, but it's not always a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. It's not always a bad thing. Of course, it's gonna hurt. Well, I think what you know, feel some way. Yeah. Okay, and uh, this next one is a special episode. I got my mom to come do the show with me, so this is a clip from that episode. Check it out. Would you have any advice for somebody who 
not necessarily, I guess, yeah, I mean, because uh, I just don't want to use the word interfere. It mentally makes me think of negative, but, um, but just anybody who might want to provide an opinion or advice towards someone's relationship who may see something that the person doesn't see, who doesn't want it to come off negative. And so I think that's twofold, right? So right. Uh, you have people like me, take it from me, I'm a mother. So a uh, mother having yes, sons, if I see something, <laughs> I really don't, I don't tend to care how you guys feel because my whole my whole thought process is saying protect your children because right. we don't want to see. But then if you look at it from a friend's perspective or something, um, I would say my advice would be let that friend ask you for because people have to bump their heads. I'm learning more and more the older I get. Sometimes people have to fail. Now, if it looks real serious or like... Um, Let's just say you knew somebody was a murderer. They murdered the last three wives, or um, and now you're in a relationship, and they just so happen to get out of jail, and now you're right. with them. I might pull your shoulder. You know, hey, come here, me and you need to take a walk, and let me tell you about them. And now that's your decision. Yeah. All right. So this last one is from last week's episode, the very first panel for Love Journal. Mr. Nick the Poet, do you think that um you should match love languages or can they be opposite? Um, I don't think that you should I don't think that you should match. Like you don't have to if it happens cool, but um me and my fiance we definitely don't match. His is um physical touch. And I didn't grow up with a whole bunch of affection, so I had to learn that. Yeah. And it took a while for me to really learn. Like, you okay. were like religious too, right? Like, yeah, bro. yeah. Um, it just wasn't a whole it. bunch of that going on. <laughs> <laughs> like, even between my parents, like they've been married for all my life, so like thirty some odd years. But you didn't really rarely see, see them kiss or you know anything like that either. So I just didn't yeah. see that for real. See, and that's okay. So I guess like our. Maybe it derives from my childhood because with my parents, they were always very lovey-dovey. Like, in the household, they were always, my dad would come home and, like, they would kiss before my dad left and hug. Like, they, I would just see them, you know what I'm saying, like, showing love in that form. And they also, it was also acts of service. So, I guess that is one of mine, too. That's where me and Darian can connect because we both like to, like, show that we love you. So, it's like cooking for you and making your plate and, like, doing all of that stuff. Or even, like, the people I love in general. Not You know, Darian, and I love to, like, host when That's people right. come over I love to you know what I'm saying make a nice spread for my my friends and stuff like that and that's how my family was my parents yeah. were so I guess I you know what I'm saying I guess you, yeah you get it from your parents in some form I just want to say y'all I was trying to plan that panel for so long I'm so glad it worked out like like I envisioned it being the episode before the season for I originally envisioned it being the season finale but it just made more sense to do a solo season finale and have it be um, the episode before and yeah, just totally worked out. Um, but like I said, at the start of the episodes, you know, I want to basically do a season review. You know, some of these talks have really helped me and show me the areas where I need to grow and where I've grown when it comes to love. One of the biggest lessons I learned is to stand up for myself and not compromise or, or lose myself. You know, um, stand my ground, express myself, you know, and it doesn't have to turn into an argument or a war. You know, if the person I'm expressing myself to or opposing, quote-unquote, is the right person, they won't let it lead to that. 
arguments happen, you know, disagreements happen. We're human. But with love, we have to remember we're not at war with each other. And I can't be afraid, so afraid of war that I deal with anything in retrospect, you know. Um, another thing I've learned is that in love, we have to seek our patterns. You know, this is a pattern to, you know, the partners we pick, the pattern to our behaviors. You know what I'm saying? We're responsible for that. And once we're able to see those patterns and notice what we go for or how we act or, you know, whatever the case is, we can see triggers and, and all these things. Then we're able to change them and work on them, you know, recognize it and and shift it for the better. I've learned that you don't have to believe in the same things exactly, but you do have to have things in common. And when some beliefs border on being a good person or or, you know, just complete opposition, you need to pay attention to behavior. You know, how does this person treat others? How do they treat their family? Is this ignorance from a lack of knowledge or is this genuine hate? Because you can't love someone who has hate in their heart if you, you don't. In the end, I think we all want to be loved. And sometimes we want to be loved so much that we accept the bare minimum or even settle for being second place or, or third or, you know, whatever the case is. And that's why we have to check in with ourselves, study ourselves and our patterns and heal. You know, heal so that we no longer accept less than treatment. Heal so that we learn how to demand to be first. And and not in a in a selfish way, because ultimately, you know, God and yourself first. But I just mean, you know, you you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't think that was one that I needed to fully really go into, but I think you understand what it means. Um But you know, ultimately heal so that we treat ourselves better and learn to demand that treatment from others. Ultimately, I think love is acceptance, it's patience, it's union, it's certainty, it's learning, healing. Love is allowing people to be who they are. It can be hard at times, but worth it. You know, you just have to decide what's worth it for you and then be honest. All right, so I want to go ahead and... um. Do something I haven't done in a while. I want to leave you guys with a quote, a movie, and a poem today. Um, The quote is one that I saw recently that just clicked something in my mind. Um, And and I've always struggled with the insecurity of not being good enough for someone. And that there was always someone better. You know? And... It caused me to be passive in love, to hold back. Oftentimes, I have been in situations where someone has blatantly chose someone over me and still got all of me. (laughs) It's like in the past, I, I, I took... Rejection or indecision as a challenge that I had to prove I was worthy of being loved by the person. And the quote said, 
indecision means that they feel they can find better. And I'm worth someone deciding on me. I never believed it. I, I've struggled with that. But I, I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. I've come across indecision and rejection so much. And, and sometimes you can internalize it and make it all about yourself. Like I've... I think for me, I just convinced myself that it was kind of pointless to really try with love because it was like, I mean, eventually you're going to want somebody else anyway. So I just been focusing on myself, but I'm worth someone deciding on me. (laughs) That is fucking powerful, right? Need a little second after that. Yeah, so next I want to leave you guys with a movie. Um, And I want to get real sappy with the shit today because it's a season finale and it's all about fucking love and I love love, goddammit. So, The Notebook. Um, My other hopeless romantics out there, you've probably already seen it. If you've never seen it, probably give it a watch. It's the quintessential love movie. Like, the chemistry, the story. I don't want to give too much of it away, but that's the kind of love I want, right? I realized that recently. Like, I don't want just the humdrum story. Oh, message me on Tinder. Oh, we, you know. Like, I don't know. I just, I don't, I I want an epic love story. I want something that we can tell our grandkids, I mean, if if we have them, our grandnephews and nieces or whoever the fuck are, write a fucking book about it and inspire the world. You know, a love that really, when other people see it, they want to love because they're so inspired by how we love. That's what I want. And I think this movie encapsulates that perfectly. The struggle, the, the initial chase and... The final, you know, acceptance. It it reminds me spiritually of the idea of a twin flame as well. You know, there's a soulmate and then there's a twin flame. And essentially the situation is similar, but with a twin flame, I think it's fire, right? It's passion. And the theory is that there's always a runner and a chaser until the one running accepts what is you know so it's like one person that is usually more spiritually inclined and they can see the relationship of what it is and another person who's less spiritually inclined and running from what the situation is and that is another thing that is encapsulated in this film perfectly too so i just think with everything that i've talked about everything that i have gone through everything that i'm working on I'm worthy of a fucking epic-ass love story, right? I think we all are. All right, so I want to go ahead and leave you guys with a poem. I'm reading Dreaming of Love from my poetry book, The Boy Who Lucid Dream. Here it is. 
I hate to say this out loud. Every time I start to, I feel it's not allowed, but you got something I can't put my finger on. I wish that it was nothing. I don't want to sing a song, but I am. No problem gripping the microphone. And if no one stops me, I'll just go on and on. I don't want to, but I love you. And I can't help that I do. Even though I don't want to, I, I crave you. I can't help that I do. I'm just sitting here dreaming of loving you. Dreaming of loving you every single night. Thinking of what it'd be like me curled under you while you cuddle me too. I just wish I knew what it was like. Because I've been dreaming of love every single night. Right, so yes, that was a uh, dream of love from the boy who lucid dreamed. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Um, thanks for listening throughout the season. Like you know, I'm at seven hundred listens, and I didn't imagine it would pick up that way. You know, I've done like five or six podcast guest spots. I've had, you know, I don't know, fifteen guests or so. Like it's just. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. And it's only gonna get better. It's only gonna grow. So thank you guys so much again. Um don't forget to follow the official Instagram page for the pod, love underscore journal podcast. Um that's on Instagram again. I will have um updates as they come through. I'm not gonna be gone too long before season two, but it's definitely gonna at least be a couple of weeks. So definitely follow the page for any updates. Um if you guys have any topics that we didn't discuss or topics that we did discuss that you want discuss more in depth <laughs> um email me at trigger 504 at com. and until next time guys love love peace